Hello, my name is Gerald, and I want to thank you so much for showing up today. In these episodes, I will always speak directly to you and never ask anything of you except to like and subscribe. You're responsible with your money. You don't spend egregiously, and you have built substantial emergency savings. This may not be true of the person you choose to spend the rest of your life with. How do you deal with this? Well, certainly you can't break up with the person. You likely love them or at least care deeply for them. Finding someone to spend the rest of your life with whose thoughts align with yours when it comes to personal finance is extremely difficult. You will likely not be able to do so. So what do you do? Well, that's a question that keeps me up at night. To have money but to be alone is not an option for me. I need someone to spend my life with. Yet my girlfriend, likely the person I will marry, does not share my financial views. She has no substantial emergency savings. Once I learned this, I began critiquing her purchases. She did not have the pleasure of growing up in an econ slash finance family. My father has an economics major and often drove to Nebraska to see Warren Buffett um, when I was a child uh, for his his where the stockholder conventions. Um, so, and from a young age, I was taught the value of money, financial concepts, and even chose to put my Christmas money and allowance in savings bonds starting in elementary school. My grandfather and great-grandfather were both economics professors. Actually, my grandfather has a library named after him at the University of Wisconsin, which is pretty cool. Uh, my girlfriend grew up in a very different environment than I did. I, I'm not saying she was spoiled, but... Okay, she was a little bit spoiled. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that. In my mind, if you don't have sufficient emergency savings, you probably shouldn't buy that new painting or couch or mattress or Halloween decorations or, or whatever it is. You should probably save it. We fought horribly because of this. Eventually, I realized I was going about it in the wrong way. Our relationship would not be successful if I continued in this manner. My realization was that the decision to change her spending habits had to come from her. No amount of pestering or criticizing would convince her to be more careful about what she buys. I instead began to focus on, on the future with her. Talking about the houses we could buy to raise a family in, the investments we could make to se secure a prosperous future together, and even things like retirement and college funds for our future children. Just anything I could think about to help her think about the future and how much money we would actually have to have to live the type of life we want to live. Although we were not ready to purchase a house, I suggested we started looking at what was available and figure out how much we would have to save for the down payment and what we could afford. With this strategy, the fight stopped and she began to seriously look at her expenses to figure out how much she could save each paycheck for our future. She now thinks about her purchases and considers if she'd rather have the item she is buying or be able to get a larger house when we are ready. And I'll tell you what, Oftentimes, the house wins. There is truly no point in ruining your relationship over money. You must figure out how to express your personal finance, financial beliefs in a way that will help you, your partner understand why you hold those beliefs, but not alienate them because theirs are different than yours. I think this is a valuable strategy whenever you're talking to someone whose beliefs are different than your own, but it definitely applies in this situation as well. It has strengthened our relationship and helped her to understand where I am coming from. She's the only one who could come to the conclusion she came to. No amount of pestering could have done it. This strategy may not work for you, but you must find some way of getting your financial beliefs across that does not offend or cause big fights. Please feel free to write your story and solutions to this problem that you have found in the comments below. 
I'll see you all in the next episode. And if you can't wait that long, or if you have questions for me, feel free to join the Discord or comment on the video. Real quick, let's talk about the investment picks videos I've been doing. Um, so if we're looking at Bitcoin, it is still just going up like crazy. I can't even believe it. I think we're going to be at all-time highs within the next month or so, maybe next week, which is just insane to me. And I think that's the point at which we're going to fly. Again, this is not financial advice, and that may not happen. For all we know, Bitcoin could drop right now. We just don't know. And then looking at the Chevron and Exxon, they have continued to go up. I expected a drop and we did not see that. So as you all know, I sold out when I made about 13% or so, 13 to 15%. And I kind of wish I hadn't, but I can't look back. I can't look back and, and just regret these decisions. There's, there's always going to be more opportunities. That's what you have to remind yourself in those situations. Sure, you didn't buy Bitcoin at $1. But don't beat yourself up over it, even if you're considering it. I mean, heck, I, I considered buying a mining rig because my uh, computer science roommate wanted to split one with me. He's like, come on, bro, it'll be good. Let's just, uh, we'll just buy this rig, leave it in our dorm room and mine some Bitcoin. And this was back when Bitcoin was a couple dollars or so. And I was like, nah, that sounds like a bad idea. It'll probably, it's probably just a fad or something. I didn't understand Bitcoin at the time. But anyway, the, the point I'm trying to get to is that don't beat yourself up if you sell too quickly or if you miss an opportunity. There will always be more opportunities. And for all we know, Chevron and Exxon will start dropping again because the, or the oil prices actually haven't increased that much. And we are shutting down the economy in many states again. Um, not a complete shutdown, as you guys know, but that could drive oil prices back down. It's going to be a, a good while, I think, until we... We have the um, until we have the vaccines distributed to the entirety of the country. So we'll we'll see what happens if it continues to go up. Like I said, I'm not going to get back in. I'm just going to take that profit, be happy, and then I have that much more money to put into the next venture or next investment that we make. All right, thank you so much for watching.